Welcome to the Unpick Podcast, the podcast that feels like getting your wordle in two tries. I'm Kay, and my co-host is S. Have you ever got your word? I've got my wordle once in two tries, but that's pure yeah. Word. I've had it in in two tries once. Yes, but then I did it on a different. Okay, this feels like a like a fake story. Okay, I got it on a, on a different device, so it's not on my main device. So it's not in my stats. Okay, I'm gonna say something. <laughs> Before you say something, this feels like the story of, yeah, once when I was by myself in the park, I did the loop, the loop on the swings, but no one was there to see it. <laughs> First of all, that's a throwback to Recess, best, one of the best animated Disney shows ever. Yeah. So if, okay, so this is my thing. So I'll do the first word. If I feel like something's going, my stats are going to be off, I go incognito mode, fight me. Wow. Okay, that is that that that's a problem because I'm in the opposite scale. Which is your good stats? Wait. If, if in, I'm no, d- I'm, no, I'm definitely biasing my results. Yeah, because sure. if I'm at work and I'm like, I can't wait to get home to do my work because I do it in the evening, and I do it on First my. First of all, very brave that your brain cells. Hey, I tell active. some. I I tell someone off today and be like, "Yo, fam, listen," because you put a flashing sign here to be like, "Spoiler." Oh, where someone was playing Wordle and you saw and you glanced over. It's happened before. I saw something and I was like, I can't play Wordle today. My integrity is too high. So what I'm going to say is, if I play, up, say, at work yeah. on my phone, yeah. when I get home, I'll replicate what I did. No, so this is what I do. So I will go incognito mode, play it, and if I get it in four tries or five tries, then I will replicate it back into my, my stats. But if you get have it I in been... six... You would, if, yeah. I've never got it in six, six yet. There is a God. I have not got it in six yet. I haven't but done today's. What was today? I'm not obviously not going to say it, but what was today's? Now today's was. Today, I should have got it in three, but I was I was being stupid, so I got it in four. Also, now that the New York Times have got it, yeah. So when you go on their page, once you've done, so when you do Wordle, yeah. you've done it, you feel good. Then you can go to more puzzles, and that's how they get you. Because I've now started playing Spelling Bee. I'm not going I mean, to I've, I've, I have a subscription. To the New York Times? Yeah. So I don't have a high enough subscription to do the crossword. Well, there's levels to this. Yeah, there's levels to this. <laughs> Wait, so you can read the articles but not do the crossword? I can read, I can read all the articles, but I can't but... do the crossword. Wow. What level is that? Two pounds a month. It's That's like, you know, what? like one of those like... Flash digital deals. Oh, I see. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got full access to the everything. And uh-huh. to like some of their sub magazines, like Wirecutter, which does reviews and... Their food one is really good. Yeah. They had a I really good like... article this week about 24 baking. Okay. No, I like I like their, 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 their YouTube channel is really good. Their food one. Okay. I did not know that. No, Wordle's good. No. So... um. Also, who am I, who am I playing? I've never completed a crossword. Unless it was like aimed at 16 and below. Have you never done the Metro one? Okay, there's a time I was super into it. Yeah. And I, I, okay. But then I, I feel that one's not aimed at serious crossworders. No, of course not. But, but there's a cryptic one and there's a fun one. I've never got a single answer on the cryptic one. I think I've got one answer for the cryptic. The cryptic one feels like the explanation by that Russian athlete. So... so... <laughs> I don't know her name, so apologies for that already. But her thing was, there's drugs in my system because I kissed my grandma goodnight and she had the steroid on her face. And it, is, that what, <laughs> is that what her answer was? And that's why my muscles are 
I'm in the 5% of all women. <laughs> you know, Russia think we're stupid. They yeah. had a whole... No, also, did I send this to you where... So, obviously, we know that, I think a couple of Olympics ago, Russia's country was not allowed to compete. Yeah, because still everyone, everyone was just doping. Still aren't. Oh, they're still not. But no. then, so one of the people who was involved in it, I think, was like, we used to cut out holes in the wall and, and pass, like, clean urine and... Right, right, right. Mad. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, there was that documentary. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was. But but the guy who used to run it at one point, he's telling us yeah. about how he used to do it. Is he still alive? Yeah. Is he alive in the way that... Um, what's the what's the, the head of the Russian opposition called? The guy who... Navalny. Is he alive in the Navalny kind of way? Or is he alive? Or sometimes like, it's like, alive? maybe he's he serves a purpose of being like, yeah, it was me back in the day, but now I'm not in there, I've been kicked out, and it's all clean these days. Does he think we're stupid? Just because he's been kicked out doesn't mean his 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 old friends are not back there doing the same thing. That said, I felt really bad she came forth today. You felt bad that she came forth. She, yeah. And then the all as in all the doping she did didn't amount to much. Or I don't know. I just I just felt sad for her for some reason because she's only fifteen. And she's and they've already started. That's not right. See, at fifteen, is your body even ready for all of that? But then you know, like all these sports, like ice figure skating. You have to be yeah, gymnastics. You start, you start at like twelve months or something. Yeah, yeah if you if you can drive, you're disqualified. <laughs> Both from height and age. Yeah, I mean, they really have children. Have you been watching the Olympics? I haven't. I just I don't I don't watch the the. It's a bunch of sports that I never had access to as a child. <laughs> is it the it's the winter ones, right? Yeah, like why would I? Why would I? What curling? What curling may be fine. It's wait, is curling a winter sport? Yeah, so oh. one of the brooms. No, I know what curling is. I'm just thinking, where's the cold element of it? Oh, because it's on ice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Bobsleigh. Is there a Jamaican team? I don't know. Or is that just for the movies? I think it's just for the movies. Okay. So what was wait, was that film not based on real life? I think it was. Did they win? I don't think. Is it it's not cool runnings, is it? It is cool runnings. I've not seen it. You know me, <laughs> I don't like it. these kinds of films. I don't like feel good films. I don't like feel good films and because I don't want you to don't manipulate me <laughs> into feeling a way that you think I should feel. I don't like that. Exactly that. But also I don't often have the required response and I feel yeah, because I think, because the thing is, they manipulate you. So they, they give you the story where you're meant to feel like triumphant, but they didn't win anything. So I'm just, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not really into that. Do I care that they're dope? So, <laughs> well, we should have the doping and the non-doping. And then we should also have genetically engineered Olympics. Where you, where you see this guy with like cheetah legs, but he's glowing green. Like you know, we should we should see really all the countries really come together. Put your you know put your put your scientists to work. Uh, those are the three levels of Olympics I'm going to see: the clean Olympics, where it's just drugs, you know, which is doping, just drugs though. And then I want to see humanoids. I want to see you know I want to see animal human hybrids, yeah. robots even. And then also want to see a fourth one where they all compete. But there's no such thing as clean sports, right? No, you just find ways to evade detection. And also, it's all dependent on WADA, the World Anti-Doping mm-hmm. Administration's definitions. Yeah. So it's it's almost it's just semantic. It's by definition. It's it's almost like it's arbitrary. Yeah. You so you create you know a minimum standard because um, caffeine was banned at some point in our lifetimes. 
Oh, okay. And then they decided that it wasn't performance enhancing. Well, it is. But of course it is. I guess but like, not, yeah. But not to like, let's say you're a rower, for example. But then to maybe to an archer, maybe it is performance enhancing. Because it does depend on your sport. Because if you're like a shot putter. Then you need that, right? Do you need caffeine for a shot putter? People, people take pre-workout, which I think is ah, just like... okay. Which is basically just caffeine, if yours the workouts. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. And I, I guess they're roid rage as well, I don't know. Roid rage? But, okay, like, for example, people um get injured. Mm-hmm. They have an injection. The next day, they're back to it. Yeah. For, like, a big game. Now, it might, it might increase the overall real recovery time. But just for that moment. So uh, you're like a star player and... We should, we should outlaw sports. That's my hot take. Outlaw sports. All of it. Just all of it well, out the window. I was thinking today that sports are really good in getting a country ready for war. Because it creates and... like a really good population of healthy, quote-unquote healthy, fit, capable people. When you see like the countries that come top five, Russia, America, China, Germany, Japan... But wait, wait, no, you don't, no, no, wait, I I can appreciate sport, but it doesn't make me want to get into sport. Oh, wait, you meant sporting programs, like sporting, like sporting national. And just like the whole culture around it. Oh, okay, I see. So I was thinking like, if you're in America and you want to go into the NFL and you don't Mm -hmm. make it, because the NFL, I mean, even though it's, NFL is bigger in terms of numbers than say the Premier League, because teams are so huge. Yeah. And you don't make it. You're so fit You're and healthy. You're probably fit enough to be like a marine, or you have like the strength, education, training. We need to, to look. We need to look into that. If you're an NFL reject, what happens to you? You can go play for the Army Navy uh, football team. What? There's a. You know, like how in the UK there's an annual Army Navy rugby team. No, I did not know that. You know, like how you can be a professional sports person in the armed forces. Oh, okay. You know, like how you've had boxers in the past, and you have. It's a bit like. In America, when you go to college to play sport, you know, you know uh, what I'm talking about. You get you get recruited by yes, yes, a university yes, to yes. play sports for them. Yes, and they kind of they look they overlook your academic qualifications, right? right. Yes, especially if they've got a promising sports program and they mm-hmm. think they might win a championship that year or they might win whatever. You know. Mm. Did you watch the Louis Theroux Forbidden America thing? So I think I'm a bit saturated with stuff like that. Okay, so first of all, when you watch a Louis Theroux documentary, you don't watch it for the subjects, you watch it for Louis. I and just, once you, when yeah. you shift your perspective, then it becomes fun. Because, I mean, I'm, you're right. It was about the right wing, the American right wing. So obviously yeah. I've watched enough about that. But this is about Louis. It's not about Louis, but when you watch it for him, then it becomes really interesting. I just wonder why we need... Okay, why are we trying to understand them? Like, what more? Everything you need to know about <laughs> them is in a bumper sticker. <laughs> They've done us the courtesy of summarising their values, their beliefs, their outlooks, their hopes, dreams and wishes. Into? into a, onto a sticker. What's that thing that they keep saying? Is it go Brandon? Let's go Brandon. Yeah. Have you heard about the whole let's go yeah, Brandon yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just don't understand this, this desire to understand white nationalists. They get a lot of airtime for is people a desire who, like you to said, who are very yeah. clear about what it is that they believe in. I wonder if there's an element of trying to understand the self. Wow, that's that's your, your levels. You're going deep now. Because 
Honestly, what is it about them that we don't understand? Generally, people say, they have just to understand. Why would somebody, well, just read, yeah, read his manifesto. Oh no, just go to 4chan or Reddit. What would drive someone to do? Well, they really? tell you. I just understand, like, where are the people going to interview? And I, and I don't think they should just do this either. But, like, a day in the life of an ISIS fighter. We don't need like, any of this. We, they have propaganda. We, we, we've seen it. We know why they do it. They also, oftentimes, they will literally write you a whole manifesto. They will literally do it for you. Andrew yes. Brevik had one. There's a PDF. Um, Elliot Roger had one. You can download that. There's New Zealand guy had it as well, I think. Was it was it Canadian? What one of them had it had a manifesto? I mean, all the way back to Hitler, who wrote a whole book. You're right. It's very clear what they believe in. But I think maybe it's to assuage. Maybe it's part of what you said, but maybe it's also to assuage that feeling of I didn't try enough. Because I think that because essentially a lot of this is just to humanize them. But you're mm-hmm. trying to hu- But this is it to themselves. I think I think also sometimes people feel guilty for dehumanizing people that they often humanize. Because because let's be honest, yeah. The group that is most dehumanized is not incel. It's not like white cis men. Right, right, right. And so when you when they do these horrific things and you're like, oh shit, they're like animals, and you feel bad about that because you're like, I I just dehumanize this group, and then you want to kind of come full circle and go back and rehumanize them and so you set out this whole chart you cause this whole path to be like okay how can i i you know do you know do you get what i'm saying so i think maybe that's part of that yeah are you saying because these people are on paper the definition of normal right Mm -hmm. you're like a white straight man living in a wealthy country Mm. seemingly good prospect yeah educated whatever Mm-hmm. And then they go and, and then they just have weird, you know, not weird beliefs, like perverted beliefs. And you're like, yes, it shocks the psyche to have such a perversion of normality. Yes, but all beyond not just that, but it goes, yes, there's that. But also you then have this, the reaction you have is to treat them as you would treat another group in your eyes that you dehumanize. Does that make sense? Right, right. I hear you. I hear you now. And so, so, you're saying, you're, so you're so yeah. shocked at your own self. Like, I can't believe I just thought this horrible thought about this group of people that I normally would never see them like this. Right. And so to to get this journey of of almost apologia, you then go back yeah. and start, do this whole documentary or watch these documentaries to then almost rehumanize them in your eyes. It's very similar to like what we saw a couple of, it's almost a couple of years ago now, right? the BLM movements where you had a lot of like Roman D'Angelo and people reading all of these books that minorities and, and people had written about, you know, their stories. It's like, I need to rehumanize these people in my own eyes because I've spent such a long time dehumanizing them and, yeah. or, or just not regard or not just not giving them any regard. And so you go on this yeah. whole self-discovery slash gap year journey. Hashtag Barack Obama's apology tour. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Right, and I think, and I think that plot that plays into all of that because there's no, like you said, there's no reason why we are getting documentary after documentary after documentary of this. There's no reason why we should we should be doing this. But I, but like, but like I was saying with Louis Theroux, I watched it for Louis to watch it through his eyes because every documentary maker is different, as we all know, because regiators know Louis Theroux, and I did find myself at some moments comparing them to and I told myself to stop because I didn't want to turn this into a 
Yeah, it's very, into a, that was very, into a Reggie. That was a very grown up. <laughs> thank you, thank you. With, you can write that stop. down, like when you look back on this year, like moments of growth. I stopped myself from yeah. from the two minute Reggie Yates hate. Um, it's something you just said there, which is trying to find different angles. Mm-hmm. Bam! It's a two sided, flat object. It's two dimensional. No it's a, angles. It's, it's two dimensional at this point. Mm-hmm. There are no different angles. Mm. I know people. Okay, people are complex. They're socioeconomic factors, but come on, what nuance are you hoping to get? I think what was different about the Louis Theroux documentary is that it wasn't. There's no stats. There's no history. There's no. I mean, there's at the beginning he does go through like you know the Charlottesville mm. thing, but it's very quick and it's almost like in the introduction. But most yeah. of it is just Louis going to these people and talking to them, but not talking to them in a way that's humanizing. You know, Louis the style is I'm gonna. He comes out and he gives you the rope, and then you hang yourself. But that that's all he does. He's the rope provider. That's all he does. And I think there's some people who need that perspective. There's some people who who just reeling off stats of how many people were, you know, how many people were killed as, yeah. a, you know, how many how many federal, you know, the, the FBI has said like white nationalism will rise. A lot of people just don't connect with that. They do connect with this, just watching someone be really stupid, watch someone say absolutely racist things, and then be absolutely incensed that how dare you call him racist? There was this guy who did a Hitler salute, and Louis was like, "That was a Hitler salute." I had a whole tantrum about it, like literally ripped his mic off. I was like, "I'm not talking to you." See, yeah, well, I think so. These are the same people who need to see black bodies brutalized before they believe, yes, that racism exists, right? Mm. Like, you need to see a white person literally shooting (laughs) kids, like, literally (laughs) while shouting like profanities, uh huh. And then the profanity Uh, can't be the F word, it has to be the N word. Yeah, like, it has to be like, need... like five minimum right. five times, and it has to be the hard ER because some people will be like, no, it's not a, it's not no, it's actually the hard ER at least five times, and then it's like threshold. The threshold is so high, and then and and, and still they're like, huh, there might be scope to review my feelings about this person. Yeah, there, there's a redemption arc somewhere here. It's like actually, and yeah. speaking and speaking of that, like this week, um, the NHS came with a report about how ethnic minorities in the UK have a very disrep- have a very different experience in the NHS compared to their white counterparts and this is yeah. and also remember during the George Floyd thing yeah. when the government was releasing this the the race relation you know the race report that the government said there's no racism to see here At the same time you know the British Medical Journal was embarking on this mission to try and understand racial disparities in experience and outcomes in health across NHS. We all, we already know that in the UK and in America as well, like black mothers suffer high, you know, have high rates of like infant mortality, maternal mortality. They just have very negative experiences with receiving pain relief, having access yeah. to qualified, you know, midwives, consultants, all of that stuff. And I think another report came out this this week or at least a couple of weeks ago. It's so interesting because you have the government, you have this race report, which I've seen so many times be used to knock down when people are trying to have an honest conversation about the fact that there is racism happening in this country and it, and it is not a victimless crime. And the, and the race report is always used as this massive cudgel to beat these, to essentially cover, shield away from these honest conversations. And then you see these reports done by like the British Medical Journal, which is an 
it's, an, it's a British institution. I mean, the work that the BMJ does is incredible. The NHS, of course, that we all supposedly love, it's like a national religion. And it's, it's really interesting. On one hand, people were meant to revere the NHS. But the fact is, so many people are having such a negative experience due to their race. And before we can even start to tackle that, we need to first have an admission that there is there are racial disparities in this country. The 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 bar is so high for people to accept that there mm. are inequalities and disparities. So Sadiq Khan, so he fired your friend Cressida Dick. Uh, I don't think he fired her. It's not in his he, gift to fire her. No, but it's it's kind of common. Not com- What's that thing where it's it's a norm? Constru- constructive the- dismissal. No, where if like so he's hired by so the the Met Police person is hired by the Home Office, the Home Office Minister. Yeah, I mean like yeah. unofficially, right? But yes, as in, like, they the give mayor it okay. has oversight of policing in London. Yes, how yeah. and obviously he can't fire her, but if he says I have lost confidence in you, then yeah. it's an untenable situation. Yeah, and then you have to kind of. I mean, he didn't say he had no confidence in her. Didn't he? He said he had no confidence he... in her plan. To reform their met. No, I think he said. No, I think he said he had. He, I think he said that because he had meeting with her about how she was gonna reform, and he said he had confidence in her. Yeah, and he was like, not good enough. And then the Met Federation then said they had no. First of all, I saw that like... over the weekend, and I wanted to send off some spicy tweets, but I did not. First of all, who are you? To me, a regular person on the street. Because I know I voted, well, I didn't technically vote for Sadiq, but I have voted for Sadiq. So unless you're a regular Londoner, you vote for Sadiq Khan. He's democratically elected. The Met Police Union, I felt I felt like when I saw their tweet, because he came on the weekend, I think it was a Saturday or Sunday, because I saw it over the weekend, it gave me very NYPD vibes. To 100%. And you're this is why we don't like, trust you. You're moving like NYPD, and except these are very different things. You you police by consent over here. So are you saying over all the things that happened, the Charing Cross is... report, right? The Sarah Everard, but like they're just hunt, like so many upsetting things. Beaver happened. Henry, right? The, and her sister. The None murder. of that caused you to have any dip in your confidence. Just walking out here with your chest all puffed out. What does Sadiq Khan say? Because every sentence he says is, I, I know they're good police officers working. I know that they, you know, he has to constantly iterate. And I'm sure they, the of course they are. The report was clear. It's not a few bad apples. No, no. The, the, also, I'm really tired of people using that phrase. The phrase is, the idiom is, a few bad, a few bad apples spoil the barrel. It is, if you're, also, what you're saying is, it is a few bad apples. Therefore, the barrel is, because you... Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, they always say yeah. it, it is a few, but the whole idiom is the whole barrel is now spoiled, which is kind of what we're saying. Right. And basically your fridge not working. That's a disgusting, <laughs> that's a disgusting imagery. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is the thing. Yeah. This, this is why we don't trust you. This is why we have no faith in you. His reason was the plan wasn't as far reaching, as comprehensive, as in-depth as it needed to be. Because, because his understanding was this corruption in the police is not just restricted to the, the Charing Cross, right? It's something that permeates the entire force. The Met Police is the biggest force in the country. It's also not just the biggest force in the country, it's the force that people, other police 
forces across the country come to to train. The Met Police is like the crown jewel of the police crowd. This has been litany after litany. There was the the Dan Daniel. I don't want to say Brown. Uh, the the reporter. Yeah. And when they said there was institutional corruption. Personally singled yes, out as having... She was. As obstruction. Obstructed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is not the person that you really want to uplift. Guys, this is not this is not the person. And also, like, what other profession do you ever see others come and round up and, and rally around? Harold Shipman, the doctor who was killing people left, right and centre. And I don't mean that in, in a, you know, in a disrespectful yeah. manner. He really was just, was a horrible, despicable person. I don't remember ever seeing doctors being like, he's just one of, you know, every person, every person in it. There was just, you just never see that. Yeah, they don't seem too troubled about all those things. Let's really list off, because I don't think people understand the scale. So it started with the Wayne Cousins thing, right? So a police officer used his police, him being a policeman, to lure a woman and kill her, right? One. Then around that crime, the police officers who sent text messages discussing text messages around that so that's two now then there was the two black sisters who yeah. were killed by that deranged person and the the family said they went to the police and they said you know the girls are not here we can't find them the police said well you know they'll, they'll turn up i think their younger sister found them she went looking and found yeah. them. yeah so she found their dead bodies in the park then so that's three strike three strike four is in police who were there to you know to keep the you know to cordon off the area that the the scene sent pictures and text messages about the sisters so that's four now then yeah. we have the party scandal where yeah. the police kept saying yeah. he has not reached the bar of evidence but now there's video there's pictures there's evidence that number ten were on one and it prevented the full publication of the Sugre report because until then they said to to Sugre you can you can you can publish the full report. Mm-hmm. the day before and it just felt to lots of people quite fishy yeah because suddenly the bar of ev- the bar has been met but the- anyway so that's that don't forget that number 10 is guarded by police any shenanigans happening in there they can hear it and the me- the men knew that they had people they just had to ask the police officers who were there around that time look through the logs was their party held yes no yes okay that's grounds let's let's investigate they kept saying no so that's massive, massive undermining public confidence in the police. In all of them, the response to the initial failure. So, for example, with the Sarah uh, Everard, they're telling women, if you get mm. stopped by a police officer, flag down a bus. Or that's not that's not the reality and nature of how power works. You can't just yeah. tell a police officer, uh, hold on there, I'm just going to call a bus. First of all, it's not the driver's responsibility to protect. Then there's the Dino Morgan inquiry. Yes. The, he was a reporter who was killed. And like you said, Cressidic was personally named for obstruction. And also the report came out and said there's, a, there's institutional corruption in the police force. And every single time it was just being downplayed and downplayed and downplayed. And it seemed like the police were just, the Met Police were just only interested in PR, especially dealing with the deep-seated issues that each of these was raising. The fact that there is, there's a culture that is that denigrates minorities, that, that denigrates women. Some of the text messages were horrible. They joked about they joked about rape. There was racist language, jokes based on like stuff yeah. around like PC culture, quote unquote. I don't know what that means because if you're a police officer, you should be politically correct. Correct because especially in a city like such as London, where you're de- you could be dealing with a black person next, then a brown person next, and a wo- you're dealing with every kind of flavor human there is out there. 
the idea that you are somehow disgusted by PC and all of PC culture and all of that is interesting. Yeah. And then there's also the, um, which I didn't really, I think, resonate in the wider public country as much as it should have. The Euro 2020 finals, 800 people stormed, which could have led to like serious loss of life. Oh, Wembley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was another big failing. Um, and then, and then, as we said, not just Sarah Everard responds to that, but also like policing of the vigil. I even forgot about that. I didn't even mention that. Yeah. I mean, the, the picture that came up was a police man. Was it a woman or was a police person's knee yeah. on that, on that process's like neck or back or whatever. That was horrible. I don't, you know, I, d- I don't want to kind of, I've never worked in the police. I don't know a police officer. I've had positive experiences with police officers in my time. And I'm sure there's a lot of politics that she had to handle. Mm-hmm. In such institutions, there's always politics that you have to handle. Yeah. However, at the end of the day, these are massive, massive failings. And they undermine the work of the police. Because if you have a population of, who don't, do not feel like they can go to the police when there's something happening, that's a problem. You know, it just reminds me of like, um, I was reading something about how a lot of um, undocumented communities or communities where a lot of people who are who don't have the proper immigration papers. Yeah. When stuff like domestic violence, drug, yeah. you know, drug trafficking, all of those things happen, they know that the police are not going to be there to help them because the first thing they're going to ask yeah. is, do you have your papers? Yeah. And that may be, and, you know, and, and yes, that might be a whole separate question, but the fact is there is a community being terrorised by certain people or family being terrorised by certain people, but they can't come forward. And what that does, is it just creates an environment where crime is rampant. And I say that to say that when you have a community that doesn't trust the police, it just festers and it and makes the situation worse because as a police officer, you now know the areas in the city where you can't go. That puts you in danger. That harms you. That creates yeah. environment people can harm you as a police officer. And if you truly care about police officers, if you're the Met Police Union or any police union, you, that's something you absolutely need to think about. It's not, yeah. it's not us versus yeah. them. It's it's us versus them being the them being the criminals, right? Not us and them being them the po- population. Just regular civilians living their lives. It's it's a shame the police chose to treat the public as the hostile right. the hostile party in all of this. When we just want better policing. Yeah, as Met Commissioner, you have to navigate out of politics. You do, yeah. But not understand that the public is the client. Public is the ultimate customer of the service that you provide. Yep. And you've changed the name, you know, they changed the name from the police force to police service. Well, who are your customers? It's it's us, the public. Just before we close up, do you have anything on your spirit? You know, I saw something the other day that yeah. it annoyed me. I feel like more than it should have. Right. But that's because people can't read and that annoys me. Because our school, our education system is failing these kids. <laughs> so I was watching a video on um, someone had veganized. I can't remember what it was. I think they'd made a vegan version of some food. Right. Seven out of ten comments was, but that but this recipe should have meat in it, but the title says vegan. That's the first thing this person says. Like yeah. this is a vegan version of. Why do people do that? Why? Why? I, no, you know, I want to understand the psychology of someone who watches that and then yeah. takes the effort to comment that. Because this is really not for you. I, I, I can't help you on this one. I have no insight. <laughs> you, you can't I, be offended I, I, because if, if you just Googled, let's say it's a vegan lasagna, 
just go watch a lasagna with meat. I see. For example, okay, I I am pro gluten. Listen, I love gluten. I'm not just gluten. Gluten makes the world go round, and then money. I'm the opposite. I'm as opposite <laughs> to intolerant of gluten as you can find. You know, I pray the day doesn't come where I'm, I be, I develop gluten yeah. intolerance because I I may just off myself. I just actively avoid gluten free foods. I know someone who has a who has a. I think yeah. they have like loads of food issues and yeah, like yeah, kind of, yeah. you know. And she was, she said, I don't understand people who can eat gluten, avoid gluten, because if I could eat gluten, I would bathe right. in it. Because she was like, the bread, the gluten-free bread pan is disgusting. Yeah. I was gonna say is, why would I go on a gluten-free recipe and start typing? You should use gluten. Like, what? <laughs> I, that, I have that no seems insight mean. for you. That seems mean. I have no insight for you at all. I just don't know hurtful. why people do things like this. I just don't know. And they were so outraged by it. There was there was some comments with exclamation marks. I didn't understand. Zero. I have nothing for you. Someone's like this. Someone's like this looks disgusting when it really objectively looked like the exact. Okay. All right, Steve. All right. That's what I said. And uh, just before we go, let's leave you with this nugget of wisdom. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. You've been listening to the Unpick podcast with me, Kay, and my co-host, S. (laughs) 